I was shy or maybe I just didn't have game. I don't know what it was, but when I was a kid, my friends seemed to have no problems with talking to girls. And when I say talking, you know what I mean? Talking like, hey, do you like me? I like you, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And of course, when the boy said something, the girl would flip her hair or flutter her lashes and respond with a smile. So old school, like Popeye and olive oil days, right? (laughs) Anywho, I wasn't good at this. It freaked me out, but there was one thing I knew how to do. And sometimes I used it to my advantage. I knew that I could go into any room there was a piano and begin to play it. As soon as I did that, a girl would come by and say, oh, I didn't know you played. (laughs) And of course, I'd be like, oh, shucks. Well, yeah, I do a little something. (laughs) Of course, that led to other problems that I'd have to navigate. But that's not today's show. (laughs) What I do want to ask you about is you. Are you sharing only a piece of you? Do you keep one side of you for your personal world and display a totally different side for your business? Here's today's question. Are you really being authentic and sharing all of you in your business or in the marketplace? Let's talk about it. We're talking about leadership communication, public speaking, storytelling motivation. And if you listen, you can speak out to the nation. If you think about it, life is your own creation. RK3 is the show. He speaks with confidence. He speaks with that flow. And you should already know how it goes. They're rolling with a pro. The RK3 Show. Hey, yo, it's episode 54 of the RK3 Show, episode four of season two. Listen, I want to start out today by giving a shout out to some of the members of my team who really keep me on track and keep the podcast going, my business. You see me, but these people are the backbone of what I do. And so I want to shout some of them out. I want to shout out my podcast producer, Landon Grace, dude. You're awesome, and you make me sound like I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Thank you. I also want to shout out Kathleen Jimenez, my admin. For real, for real, I'm juggling knives and dropping them without you. So I thank you for everything that you do. I want to thank Iramdi Vasquez, my social media manager. I'm totally looking forward to the rest of 2020 together. And, of course, I want to shout out my daughter, Brittany, Brittany Kennedy, who does a lot of my Instagram work. Thank you, Britt. Can't do this without you. All of you helped me keep this thing humming, and I really wanted to take a moment to publicly affirm and shout out each of you. Thank you so much. Let's step back for a moment. And by step back, I mean checking out an old episode. If you haven't done so yet, I want you to check out episode episode 53 with Lena Ware of Professional Speakers Concierge or episode 52 with former NFL player Merrill Hodge. You can even go back further to some of the amazing episodes in season one. They're all here for you if you visit... Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere you get your podcast, you can get your dose of the RK3 show. If you can't find it somewhere, let me know and we'll get it in there for you. Listen, I want to share a quick resource. If you haven't heard of this resource lately, you've been under a rock. I host all of my online meetings with my team and even with many of my clients on Zoom. 
Zoom online meetings helps me keep face-to-face contact without the strain on my gas tank and my budget. (laughs) If you want an easy-to-use, stable online platform that will keep you connected, check out Zoom and check the show notes for the link. Let's talk about today's guest. David Villa is the founder and CEO of IPD, a marketing, media, and training firm that works with companies of all sizes and industries across the United States. He has over 20 years of national sales and executive management experience that he brings to his company. Since the company was established in 1995... Villa has been responsible for pioneering, growing, and scaling IPD into one of the nation's leading database management, business development, training, and intelligent marketing companies in the automotive industry and beyond. Not only is he committed to his business, he's dedicated to his faith as a Christ follower, his family, and his employees. He credits his success to those who he's been privileged enough to call his teammates. Hey, let's check out David's story. So let me make sure that I got this right. I probably should have asked this first before we started the interview. But is your last name pronounced Villa or Vivia? Vivia. It, it is. It's actually it's the latter. If you uh, ask my uh, late grandfather, he was born in uh, in Cuba. So the the correct pronunciation is uh, is the Hispanic uh, pr- uh, pronunciation. But uh, I, I go by Villa. Just makes it easier. And uh, because I get asked that all the time. And so, yes, sir. But you got it right. You got it right. So, but it is Villa. So I, I, I came in touch with you. Or I, I discovered you. Like, I discovered you, Christopher Columbus. I discovered you through um, the, a, a devotional that you had written. And when I read that devotional and then I looked you up and I saw videos of you, I thought that you were the pastor of a church. And you have that, that shepherding presence about you right and you're just an amazing speaker when when people ask you who you are how do you describe david to them well thank you and and uh, it's an honor to write for for you version we have 16 i believe 16 uh devotions uh, on there um and i think we just hit four hundred thousand uh downloads so just over the last uh year year plus but um actually you're not far off. I, I have been a pastor um, and I've been in the ministry for a long time as well. So although I've been an entrepreneur and business owner and CEO for uh, the last two decades, um, at the same time, I have uh, been in uh, the church side of ministry as well. Uh, it just seems like God kind of gravitated me uh, when I got through the identity crisis of trying to figure out what I was, who I was and what my purpose on this earth was. You know, he really called me the business owners and leaders. And uh, so I, I think I'm preaching the gospel, you know, through, uh, through the marketplace. But uh, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, uh, I am a Christ follower and, uh, you know, I have a company here where God has done amazing things. We have close to 60 employees um, and we serve the auto industry primarily, but, uh, you know, I speak a lot. And um, when I, when I speak to audiences, you know, I come in as, you know, who I am, you know, I'm a, I'm a man of faith and, uh, you know, and I speak not beating a Bible over their head, but they're getting the gospel one way or the other. And right. uh, so it's very unique. Um, but of course I do preach as well. And I, and uh, matter of fact, um, I'll be pre- preaching here at the church soon. And, uh, but yeah, so, so, you know, I, I, I will tell you this though, I went through an identity crisis for a long time, you know, with that very question, who am I? Because I thought that I, you know, my uh, family, I've come from a line of, on one side of my family, of full-time uh, you know, preachers and ministers. And I thought wow. at one point that that was the only way to do ministry. 
And uh, God began to deal with me, and it's just really unfolded over the last uh, 20 years. Wow. So one of the things that I, I watch in you have this online community, Facebook, the Game Changers, and sometimes you post some videos of your morning meetings. And I love watching your morning meetings with a team because, as you said, you got this pastoral background. And it's not just your typical meeting where you throw data or numbers at people and saying, hey, we got to hit our quota today. Mm-hmm. You've got this very inspiring authentic, motivating way in, in dealing with, with your team. So how, how do you prepare for that? What's the, what's the most important thing that you do in preparing for those meetings? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, and let me say this too. I think Facebook live is, is uh, in, in going live in general, is just really a huge tool that we yeah. can have today. And I think that transparency, I just, I think it's important that, you know, your audience uh, maybe hears this. Transparency is such a key um, part of business in 2020 and yeah. I think and beyond that people um, I was just just heard this the other day even on uh, on standard cable television where somebody was didn't really know what they were saying and how profound it was they were talking about moving from reality tv to transparent tv and wow. kind of people want to see what's going on behind the scenes and so um, it's, it's kind of this fly on the wall concept so we invite people into our sales meetings we have other uh, lives where you know we call it the boiler room so to speak where we just have cameras and just go live spontaneously our, our our people here find out maybe a minute before we go live that hey we're going live and and it's not staged it's real but um as far as the meetings you know i i am a salesperson i'm a sales uh, trainer i'm a ceo and a marketer and a salesperson that's the passion part of the business i stay away from accounting my wife's the cfo i stay away from production i stay away from those areas i i am the marketing and sales ceo but um i uh so I prepare just, you know, really trying to inspire somebody, get into the heart of why they do what they do. You know, um, you know, sales, people tell you that salespeople get into the business because of the uncapped income. And I think that maybe um, the, the, the limiting or the lack of being limited might be a, a part of it. But what happens when you make enough money? You know, what yeah. happens when you don't need to make any more money? What motivates you? And I, I found that money can be a motivator, but it's not the driving force. Usually passion is. And so I try to instill passion and, and really light a fire on the inside of the people that I'm training to find that what is that bigger thing that's going to keep you going when you made all the money you need to make. Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. Hey, are you interested in telling your story in a way that's more impactful, inspirational, and influential? Come on and join me in the Storytellers Growth Lab on Facebook. That's the Storytellers Growth Lab. Come on over and we'll share with you tips, tricks, and tutorials on ways of making your story even more convincing, how you can connect with others, and even make some cash while you tell it. Come on, join us in the Storytellers Growth Lab on Facebook. I'll see you there. And now back to the show. So you just talked about connecting with your team and, and really finding the heart uh, of, of people from a communication perspective mm-hmm. as you're preparing to talk. Yes, there is being authentic, but are there things that you employ? So if you had to train somebody else about doing what you do, mm-hmm. what are the communication pieces that you share with them in order to connect with people? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think um, I, I am a I'm a big 
believer in there's three kind of three processes we have here and i've lived by this mantra um not all of my professional career matter of fact uh, the reason i have it and do it is because of failure in the past um and finding the way to not do it <laughs> and right. being a company that was uh, doing back in 2007 and eight, um, you know, multi-million dollar business that uh, was growing and then had a mass exodus of individuals because I viewed leadership from a top down philosophy. So, um, so one of the, one of the things that I've adapted over the years is we, we, we say this way, do it, do it for them. So if we, we get them in here, we do it for them and then we do it with them and then we, watch them do it and celebrate. So it's, it's one of these things where I think that a leader that doesn't lead by example, and if you're, you know, I get the fact that, you know, sometimes we need to, we need to lead from, you know, from a higher vantage point, but uh, you know, the day that we are unwilling, you know, as leaders to get in the trenches with the people that we lead, um, mm-hmm. you know, you might just find yourself losing impact. And so one of the things that, uh, you know, we, we teach here, and if I were you know, teaching and I do teach leaders uh, in our leadership meetings, um, I think the best way to, um, to get the buy-in from someone is uh, being able, you know, to, to, uh, to still get out there and do it. And, um, and be approachable. And so, you know, th- those are things that are hard because by nature, as we get busier, it's harder to do one-on-ones and maybe even, you know, people look at me and they think, okay, they may have uh, certain, certain uh, opinions that could be, you know, mis- misinterpreted. I'm not really a one-on-one kind of person. I really do prefer to, to speak to uh, groups, you know, uh, of, of several to, to thousands. But, right. um, you know, I, I think the most impactful times are when you can spend those those uh, those times with a smaller group and be able to really, you know, get that DNA where it's, where it's kind of rubbing off onto them. So I think spending time. Somebody will say this, and then maybe this will make sense, Robert, because you've heard yep. the phrase, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. <laughs> I say that that's, that's, a, that's incorrect. I get it, and it can. But if familiarity breeds contempt if you're not an effective leader. Because right. we'll use Jesus as an example. I mean, the way he was effective by, is, was spending time with people. You know, he just didn't spend time with everybody. You know, he pulled, he pulled some aside. And so I think that, you know, familiarity can breed contempt if we're ineffective at leadership. But the only way to truly lead someone, you know, and impact them is to spend time with them. Wow. So you just brought up the example of Jesus. And one of the things that I've noticed about you, as opposed to a lot of other business leaders, there are some that lead in their business and they're Christians, but it's separate. Mm -hmm. You include your faith at the forefront of your business and everything that you do. Why are you so open about it? And and, and how do your clients and and businesses, especially non-Christian businesses, how do they respond to it? Yeah, great question. And, you know, um, again, growing up, I'm 47. So growing up in my life, I was always, again, a a believer, you know, a group in a Christian home became a creature saved at a young age, you know, um, became called to the ministry at 14 and, you know, went that route. So I've always been a Christian. And even when I started business, I was a Christian who owned a business. Um, again, somewhere around that 2008, when God humbled me, when you lose about $600,000 of business in, a, in one time a month, $600,000 a month at one full swoop, it'll get your wow. attention. So for the next couple of years, God really took me through a, a process of, of humbling me. And, and um, so I went from being a Christian owner business to being a Christian business owner. And, um, you know, I really didn't think about it first. Um, for, I had no choice because it was one of these things where I felt like, you know, this is my, this is what God's called me to do. So I just began to live it out loud. I, I didn't want 
uh, at the same time I did things wrong, I had some wrong people that worked for me. You know, they were people that I looked at how they were producing and I overlooked some of their character issues. You know, I, I'll say it this way, you know, um, God gave us gifts and talents and man will look beyond your character at your gifts and talents where God looks beyond your gifts and talents at your character. Wow. You know? And so I, I was, uh, you know, I had the wrong people as well. So during this process of, of humbling me and learning, um, you know, God began to connect me with individuals that had the right heart and, and had a heart for and a vision for where we were headed, my wife and I and our company. And uh, so just it just it just seemed natural. We saw things happen and miracles. And then I began to see that this is the this is the way to blessing. This is God's favor. This is his blessing. And I'm telling you, it's uh, it's amazing. And even today, though, I'll say this, you know, it's it's uh, we get off track as leaders. And every time I can tell when I put my hand too much on it and rely on my own strengths, you know, you know, it get out of bounds, I call it, you know, it, you know, I'll get that nudge from God, you know, and, and uh, you know, um, one of the, you know, I, I, one of the devotions I, I wrote on was walking in favor. And, um, and, you know, God really gave me this uh, revelation of, of last year when I wrote that, but he's, he showed me where his favor, the definition of favor is, is extraordinary kindness. That's what it means. So, yes. and, and, and so think of this for a second. We walk in, when we say, Hey man, I got the favor of God on me. Sometimes when we say that, you know, people go, well, you, they look at you as like, I'm saying I'm special or, you know, I'm, I have an advantage. And that's not what we're saying. Everybody can walk in favor because it's, it's extraordinary kindness. Well, the fruit of the spirit, one of the fruits of the spirit is kindness and who is the spirit, right? God. So if you walk in favor, you're basically connected to the kindness or the extraordinary kindness of God. You're connected to his fruit. And uh, so, you know, it, it's just something that um, I feel like is, is it, there's not an option now. And uh, so we just, we just do it, man. And, and my clients react to it. I get, I can tell you this far more than any negative or anybody saying anything negative. I get owners of companies calling me just to tell me, happened two weeks ago, a guy called in. Uh, from Texas, got one of my reps on the phone, spent $30,000 with our company in 30 minutes, in 30 minutes. And when I got on the phone at the end, he wanted to talk to me. He said, I just want to tell you something. He said, I follow you. And he said, I just want to tell you real quick. He said, I appreciate you putting Christ at the forefront and what you do. And he said, now let's get that out of the way. Let's do business. But that was what he said. And I, and of course I'm not doing that to get business, but that's a byproduct. And I think that there's, there's an element of people that appreciate, you know, um, you know, uh, a business owner that, that puts faith at the forefront. So it's wow. worth that's, a, that's awesome. I mean, you've given us a whole lot here to, to chew on. I want to ask you one last question, but it's a little bit different. So you've, okay. you've got these two brands, so to speak. You've got davidvilla.me, one, one website, and we're going to talk about how to get in touch with you in a second. And then you've got your, your IPD marketing company. How do you manage both? Are they one and the same? Is there an intentional split? What tell tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, so I'll answer this first. They are one and the same, um, and it, it partially because I think that uh, it's important. Even though uh, we can do and have multiple streams of income, you know, um, in real estate or some things that we could do, you know, investments. There's things that we could do to bring in and generate multiple streams of income. However, with I think it's important to be focused. And when I, when I, so it, it, anytime in the past, and there's been multiple times where I've been 
you know, multi-focused as I've gotten off path and, and, uh, and seen some failures. So they are one and the same. And with that being said, how I manage them is through an amazing team. We have close to 60 employees. We have a lot of people that, that handle a lot of things. Um, the marketing company is, uh, is, is something we do primarily, again, for auto dealers. It's the business that I got involved with about 20 years ago. Gotcha. And then David Villa got me, um, and a lot of it is, is right alongside of, of, of the marketing and inside of the marketing and speaking into the industry. Um, it is, is uh, really the speaking engagement, the books. Uh, we've written six books, um, and, uh, and, and, and those things, it's just kind of an internal. And I, I'll tell you one thing about this, Robert. It helps our people that are people that God sent connected with us. It helps them stay connected because it's, a, it's, it's bigger. It's something yeah. they can really get behind. Um, and uh, it's probably the thing that a lot of people are most passionate about, but yet it's not the thing that necessarily generates the most income. And yeah. it's, it's almost like a financing arm, you know, for, uh, for uh, a marketplace ministry. Awesome, man. You've shared so much with us today. I really appreciate that. We just mentioned your site, davidvilla.me. Where else do people hang out with you online? Uh, Facebook, you know, Instagram, I, you know, uh, just started really using Instagram. Um, and, uh, Instagram account is, what is it, Matias? Real David Villa. Real David Villa. And I can tell who it is. And, uh, and, and Facebook, uh, follow me on Facebook. Um, I'm active on Facebook personally and then Twitter, uh, you know, but, uh, social media, I love it. I love interacting personally, yeah. but davidvilla.me, all of our info is there as well. Fantastic. Listen, stop hiding who you are. If it's really you, it's going to come through anyway at some point. And guess what? Some people will actually like the real you. I know. I know. There are some jerks in the world. And there are some who will judge you based on the parts of you that you reveal. Well, I look at it this way. They're going to judge you even more if they find out later and don't like it. So I'm not saying to shove it in everyone's face. I am saying don't be afraid of who you are, what you believe, and how you want to show up. Be real. And your people will find you. Tell your true, authentic story. Your audience will resonate with it and come back for more. Who's next? Oh, my. We've got some great guests upcoming. Former presidential spokesperson for Barack Obama, Anton Gunn. We've got the amazing Johnny Parker, life coach to NFL players and other pro athletes, and the awesome Felicia Slattery. Look out for those episodes coming up. Trust me, you don't want to miss the next few weeks. If you haven't subscribed yet, look up the podcast, the RK3 Show, on your favorite podcast outlets and hit that subscribe button. We're going to continue the amazing stories and the amazing conversations. Listen, don't forget to check the show notes. I've got a gift there for you. If you're trying to figure out how to run engaging, interesting, and informative virtual meetings and sessions, I want to invite you to download my 3C virtual session checklist. It's in the show notes, and I promise you won't be disappointed. Lastly, I want you to join me. Join me. Join me in the Storytellers Growth Lab on Facebook. Look up Storytellers Growth Lab in the search bar on Facebook. We're looking to equip 1 million people to tell their stories with confidence and for profit. Again, search for the Storytellers Growth Lab on Facebook. I'll see you there. Hey, I know that life ain't always easy and you've got a lot of stuff happening to you. But guess what? Everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy, the third RK3, and you've been listening to The RK3 Show.